1: It's time for my 123 of The Podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network.
0: Give me the hell yeah.
1: Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality the stride pro wrestling training academy is now enrolling new students classes meet on tuesdays and thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m be sure to check out the stride pro wrestling facebook page at facebook.com stride pro wrestling and get enrolled now hey friends welcome to episode 431 of the my123 cents podcast i am kevin huntsperger and it is president's day so if you uh ...are listening on Monday, February 20th. Of course, uh, it is President's Day, and we're going to use that day, that idea, to talk about some former and, I guess, current authority figures in the world of professional wrestling. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. I do want to remind you that Strideversary is coming up on Saturday, March 4th, at the Sioux Drive Center in Marion, Illinois, if you are a fan of independent wrestling stride pro wrestling is a great product check it out on all the social media out there as well as on youtube be sure to kind of get caught up on current storylines going on as we head again into the seven-year anniversary of stride pro wrestling it all started back in march of 2016 hard to believe how fast time has flown and uh it's been a great ride it's been uh, a lot of fun and uh, we had a show over the weekend, actually, a fundraiser show for her softball team uh, called Swing Softball. And, uh, you know, the, the fans were very much into it. And a lot of it was uh, not the typical stride crowd. It was a lot of softball families that were there. But, man, they, they loved every minute of it. There was a lot of cheering, a lot of noise, especially when the coach came out to wrestle with Tyler uh, in a tag team match. Uh, their coach, Mark Arms, came out and, <clears throat> excuse me, the place erupted. They they loved it. They enjoyed uh, every minute of it. And I think you will, too, if you come out uh, again on Saturday, March 4th. Watch us live and in person. Uh, or check us out on social media. If you're not in the southern Illinois, southeast Missouri, western Kentucky area, Uh, and you can't make it in for a show, I would highly recommend checking it out on YouTube, subscribing, and uh, looking at all of our other social media channels as well. So, uh, as I mentioned, it is, of course, President's Day, and uh, I had the idea of doing uh, like a look back or a look at uh, those authority figures and whatnot in wrestling and I posted on the My123Cents Facebook page and the My123Cents Facebook group. And if you haven't followed either of those yet, I would encourage you to do that as well. Also, check out the Facebook or the uh, My123Cents Instagram and Twitter pages. But uh, Facebook is where most of the uh, activity goes on. I do post on Instagram about three times a week. I have a method to the madness there with the marketing and branding of the my123cents Instagram page that probably people don't pay that much attention to or or even care about, but it's just one of those things I've gotten into and with my job in in marketing has kind of been more aware of with my personal branding as well. So trying something over there. So check it out again, my123cents on Instagram. But I asked folks who their favorite authority figures are, or were, and uh, I was hoping that some would record and send voice memos, but nobody sent voice memos, but everybody and the folks that did, uh, did make comments on the posts, so uh, Greg Mahochko, the founder of the Jerry Monkey Podcasting Network, I guess the president of the podcasting network, if you will, uh, his favorite was the anonymous Raw General Manager, I think he's yanking my tail here, but uh, you know what, I, I I remember those days, and and. Doing the, the whole anonymous Raw GM thing. And I, I think it irritated a lot more people than it uh, entertained. I thought it was kind of dumb. But especially because I don't think there was ever a payoff for it. So that was probably one of the biggest drawbacks to that angle. And I, I remember, like, I think this was like during the time when they were trying to really push Michael Cole as a heel. And so, you know, a lot of the heat was going to him when the announcements were being made. And, you know, that's kind of what I want to talk about too is what makes a good president or GM of a wrestling company. You know, I am the general manager now of Stride Pro Wrestling, have been for about a year. Um, And it it does become difficult in my role as ring announcer. And I'm out there taking videos and, and doing commentary. So, you know, when, when, something nefarious happens, it's hard for me to look the other way and, and not comment on it. But by the same token, you know, you also, because in wrestling, you know, you have to uh, suspend your disbelief and, you know, try try not to make logical sense out of illogical situations. I mean, that's what professional wrestling is, right? It's, it's not supposed to always make sense, at least from my perspective, and you know, I, I realize I'm recording this too, without really saying much about uh, what happened over the weekend with Elimination Chamber. And I will tell you, because we don't really typically talk a whole lot about current stuff here on the podcast, but I know that Chad and I are going to get together later this week and record something probably hopefully for next week. Um, not just talking about Elimination Chamber, but talking about Cody Rhodes, talking about the build to WrestleMania. You know, Chad and I are both going to WrestleMania this year, so uh, we're going to talk to talk about things from that perspective as well, um, and what we're looking forward to. But uh, yeah, we definitely want to talk about Cody and Sammy and Roman Reigns, and I kind of wanted to wait and see until after Raw uh, airs this week to, to kind of figure out. I know we won't be totally locked and in motion for WrestleMania, but I think we'll get a clearer picture. So we'll get to all that as well very soon here on uh, the podcast. But uh, back to the, you know, what makes a good authority figure in wrestling. Because I think, and I'll get to mine in in just a minute or a few minutes. um, I think what makes a good authority figure is... That impartiality, you know, I I think of, and I guess I'll go ahead and do it now. My favorite uh, of all time is Jack Tunney. You know, President Jack Tunney, he was the first real authority figure that I remember um, as a young wrestling fan. I think he came to uh, TV with the World Wrestling Federation. I know, of course, he has a a very uh, storied background as a promoter in Canada before taking on that on-screen role. Uh, in the wWF as as the president, Jack Tunney, and you know he made a lot of those great decisions that really kind of shaped wrestling. The thing I liked about it in hindsight, especially looking back on it is you know he was not he didn't overstay his welcome. He didn't come out and start every show. He wasn't injecting himself through the storylines. And I know now with uh you know twenty five plus years later of, having, you know, Shawn Michaels or Steve Austin or Mick Foley or Shane McMahon or Daniel Bryan or Stephanie McMahon or Vince McMahon or whomever fitting that role or filling that role as GM or president, um, a lot of times it has become a thing where it's been able to give someone who maybe can't wrestle anymore a spot on the roster, a spot in the spotlight still. And, and in, that, in that scenario, I don't hate it, but I do miss the times where that GM was was used, or that general, or that uh, president, or that authority figure was was used more sparingly. I think they're doing a good job with Adam Pierce. I know we see him a lot, but I don't feel like it's overkill. And again, I don't watch every week, every segment. I, I watch bits and pieces and, and see a lot of it mostly online. So I could be way off base with my analysis there. But you know, Jack Tunney was president of the WWF for about 11 years, is what it looks like here. I am I am cheating and looking online, but the thing about him, again, was we didn't see him as much, and of course, there wasn't as much programming back then either, so maybe that was part of it, but he also seemed impartial. I know that, you know, a lot of people think, well, maybe he leaned more towards the baby faces, which probably he did, but he made decisions that impacted both faces and heels, you know, suspending Andre the Giant, for example, back uh, before Andre turned heel, and then that's what led to Andre becoming the machine, the giant machine, and and feuding with Heenan's family as the machine, so, you know, that was one of those decisions that he came out and, and did, um, and then just kind of, you know, he, he did a lot of other things that did tend to go with the side of the baby faces, whether it was suspending Danny Davis uh, from being a referee or, uh, you know, stripping Ted DiBiase of the championship. And again, a couple weeks ago, I did a big, whole big thing on Ted DiBiase should be recognized as a former WWF heavyweight champion. But, uh, you know, that, of course, that suspension led to the WrestleMania 4 tournament and kind of the crowning moment for the Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, saying that you know that Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, and the Ultimate Warrior couldn't wrestle again because their match at WrestleMania was too brutal. Keeping Demolition from you know being the three members instead of uh, the two members, you know the Freebird rule kind of got waived and thrown away there. And then of course we get to 1991 and Hulk Hogan, the Undertaker, and the whole debacle that went down with that and then you know the stripping of the belt Hogan won it back at Tuesday in Texas but Jack Tunney said no no and the title was then declared vacant
0: as president of the World Wrestling Federation I am fully aware that the decisions of this office are not always popular and that this one will be no exception however I cannot stand idly by and take little or no action in the face of such grievous circumstances. This past Tuesday in Texas, during the Undertaker Hulk Hogan Championship match, I witnessed with my own eyes what I believe was a flagrant and far-reaching oversight on the part of the referee. Now, the referee's decision is final. I will not challenge his official decision. However, under these circumstances, I have little choice but to decree the WWF. title vacant and to declare that the winner of the 30-man Royal Rumble will now become the undisputed WWF. champion. Furthermore, in regard to both The Undertaker and Hulk Hogan and in respect to certain legitimate claims each can make to the WWF. title, it is my ruling that they be allowed to draw their entry number for the Royal Rumble, only from numbers 20 through 30.
1: Those were some of the big Jack Tunney moments that I remember specifically without having to kind of look up. And of course, I remember Bad News Brown uh, getting rough with him on the Brother Love Show. That was the thing. You never really saw Tunney getting too overly involved with the action. A lot of the time he was uh, at his desk or in an office or, or doing a backstage vignette. You didn't see him in the ring too often or interacting even with the talent. But of course, you know, the contract signings or this instance with, with Bad News Brown kind of stands out. Um, but it looks like, you know, one of the, the last times we saw him was uh, he was at the coronation of owen hart when owen won uh, the king of the ring back in 1994 jack tunney of course uh, unfortunately passed away in 2004 at the age of 69 Um, one of those guys i feel like is is sorely missed and and probably underappreciated i know he was always kind of the butt of some of the jokes with jesse ventura or not maybe jokes but uh jesse ventura's commentary would attack uh Jack Tunney a lot and and but you know there was a time when I thought that he was in charge when all along the guy that was sitting there doing commentary during Superstars, Vince McMahon of course was the one who was really running the show. But Jack Tunney that figurehead and again it was it was done in a way where it wasn't beating us over the head with it and it was done um, sparingly and I I feel like sometimes that's missing uh, from today's product and I think. And someone will correct me if I'm wrong, you know, AEW doesn't really have that on-camera authority figure. We know that Tony Khan is is the one kind of running the show, and he will make announcements and, and do things. So I, I do kind of view him as the GM or the, the boss or whatever you want to call it, the authority figure for AEW, but it's not a, a, a lot of uh, gaga with him. You know, he, he tends to keep that all for social media but doesn't uh, do a whole lot seemingly on, on TV, on Dynamite or on Rampage. So, um, other folks, you know, who I did ask who they thought, uh, Justin Gassage, his favorite is Jack Tunney as well. The best president of all time since Noriega. And that's, uh, quoting Bobby the Brain Heenan. Sam Hamblin, who uh, we know, of course, uh, from Stride Pro Wrestling, says J.J. Dillon, who I had forgotten about. Well, I would not really forgotten about, but wasn't one that I had on my radar when thinking about this. But J.J. Dillon, of course, was the commissioner or the president. I don't know if he was president of WCW, but he had that on-camera role uh, for a bit during his time in WCW. Uh, Sam also mentions Jim Cornette, and I'm guessing, I'm trying to think back, this had to have been the Smoky Mountain or the uh, OVW versions of Jim Cornette, because I don't remember him being uh, in any kind of role like that on WWF or WWE or... Um, WCW programming. So I'm guessing he obviously was in charge at at Smoky Mountain, or at least I think he was. I didn't see a whole lot of Smoky Mountain, so I'm just going off of my vague memories of that. Uh, Eric Bischoff, who of course was the uh, main man on WCW during the Monday Night War. You know, at the time, and I, I did this on a podcast last year with Tyler, when we talked about Wrestling personalities that we didn't like at the time, but have come to to like now. Uh, Eric Bischoff was on that list for me, you know, and it was the the whole ruining of, of Monday Night Raw with the spoilers and just his general pompous attitude, which you know he had that heat. He was a heel. He was a perfect heel, and it uh, it worked. It worked for a time at least. And and you know, these days I do have much more respect and admiration for Eric Bischoff than I did during the, his time as GM, or I guess he was president as well of WCW and, and the NWO, and, you know, WCW, of course, brought in Ric Flair and Rowdy Piper, and uh, I'm trying to think of some of the others that were those on screen. I, I don't know if Vince Russo was ever recognized as an authority figure, if he was just brought in as a writer, I, I can't remember how that all played out on TV, but Sam's final pick is Sam Hunter, of course, who was the former general manager of Stride Pro Wrestling, so a wink and a nod there. Sam's got a little smiley face behind that. Of course, uh, Sam was general manager from Stride when We first started, and then he he took some time off and is now back and managing Peyton Ayers, who is the Stride Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, who, again, will be in the ring coming up on Saturday, March 4th for Strideversary. But, friends, I just wanted to do a quick little stroll down memory lane, share some thoughts on Jack Tunney, and, you know, I know, you know, after he left in 95, they put Gorilla Monsoon into that position, which it worked for him. I thought Gorilla did a good job, and, of course, the whole... Uh, getting attacked by Vader and and then he's taken out for a bit and Rowdy Piper comes in into that role. And again, this is where I think uh, it was that that presidency that that manager or that uh, authority figure role was being more used as a, a vehicle to keep, some of the legends or some of those who couldn't wrestle anymore, uh, on TV or keep them in a storyline. Of course, Gorilla had kind of been removed from commentary. I know he was still doing some commentary, but, uh, so, you know, it, it all worked. And, and again, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't hate the fact that they, they did it and do it still to this day. Um, but man, back in the day, it was kind of, uh, crazy. The, the general manager role and, and, how it was used and or abused. Um, but again, it's fun for what it is. And uh, we shouldn't take it all so seriously. Have a little fun with wrestling um, and enjoy the ride. So I hope that you enjoy the rest of your President's Day. Let me know on the my 123 since social media who uh, your favorite picks are for uh, authority figures in the world of professional wrestling. And if I missed anyone in my little uh, listings there. Let me know. Uh, You know, of course, there are other guys as I'm sitting here looking at uh, a magazine cover, Paul Heyman, and uh, um, God, there was someone else that I was thinking of. Oh, William Regal. You know, he's got quite the legacy as being a GM on, on Raw and as well as his time on NXT. So, I think he did a lot of great things and would love to see him back on TV sooner rather than later as well. But uh, I'm going to wrap things up for this week. Let me know what's on your mind. Be sure to follow us on social media and have a great week. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.